Hi, everybody. This is... Hello. This is Joy Womack <laughs> and Sage Humphreys. So nice to see you or talk Hear to you. you. <laughs> uh, just for a warning, this is a hot mess. and Already. I think what we're going to call this podcast is Project Prima 2.0. It's the graduated version of the vlog. But maybe it isn't. I don't know what it's going to be. But definitely <laughs> hoping that there are guests. Figuring out along the way. Yeah. Um, So Sage, can you tell me a little bit about yourself so the audience of maybe one person out there can (laughs) know a little bit about your background? Of course. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Sage Humphreys. I'm from Orange County, California, and I've been a dancer with Boston Ballet for the past four years. My background um, obviously includes a lot of ballet, but I'm also a professional model and actress and I love music and songwriting and just anything involving the arts. So I'm a big mix of things. I love choreographing. Joy was gonna be in my piece this year. Oh, I was gonna say, I was like, you didn't mention the fact that you're (laughs) a bomb diggity choreographer. Oh. Choreographer. Choreographer. You gotta. Um, Speaking of which, we recently had a choreography initiative performance here at Boston Ballet, which they were really trying to encourage female choreographers, and Sage really encouraged me in that way, and well, it was su- super was fun. so amazing and choreographed a piece <laughs> oh that God. was beautiful and stunning and captivating, so um, lots of inspiration. <laughs> inspiration all around. Just another little side note, if you hear Christmas music in the background, we are backstage getting ready for dress rehearsal, and I think that's going to be the theme of this podcast. It happens whether we're prepared or not. Yes. Um, and let's let that be our segue into what we're going to talk about today, which I thought we might call the episode a few of my favorite things. And we just mm-hmm. go through a few of our favorite things. Exactly. exactly. The, the sound of music song. Should we just, <laughs> should we just sing it to people? and roses. <laughs> oh no. Well, one of my favorite things is this room that we're sitting in right now, previously called the Versailles Room. And it used to have a ballet bar and I used to warm up in here and they had a piano and I would sit and like play piano by myself oh my gosh. for Beautiful. relaxation purposes. But now they've transformed it into a lobby as usual so people uh, can sit and, and drink themselves into a state yes. to watch, <laughs> to watch ballet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the arts in America. Oh, so classy. <laughs> Um, so do you have any favorite apps or little tools that you use on a daily basis that maybe some of our listeners um, don't know about and could definitely utilize? Um, you mean other than Instagram? Mm. Well, I really like this app, Guitar Tabs. That's a super random one that I'm sure some people will relate to, some people won't, but I just like to look up songs and the lyrics and the chords and be able to play them if I get inspired by something. It's fierce. Um, other apps that I use, I'm pretty, I, I use my banking app a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on this kick of trying to just like be super in charge of my finances, which as an artist is kind of difficult, difficult to do. Say the least. But I'm, I'm a pretty practical person. I don't spend, do you have apps that you like? I do. I have a few, and they're a little bit random. Okay, okay, because um, mine, mine are pretty boring. I, so. I, have, I have apps for all phases of life, walk of life, so I'm kind of a little bit of a tech nerd. Oh, I love the Bible app, too. The Bible the app, yes. That's one that delightful. I use all the time. Every morning, I have my devos that yes. I do. And we have such little creative plans, and you can do I them know. with friends. And hey, we should be friends on the Bible app. 
I can't believe we're not. How are we not? <laughs> Some of my plans recently have been a little charged. Yeah, so of mine. <laughs> They're very How deliberate. How to prepare for certain stages of life. <laughs> oh my ah. gosh. Get comfortable being uncomfortable is one. Delightful. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, so right now, I recently downloaded a Kyla fitness app and I really like it because it's kind of like weightlifting for girls oh my Um, gosh that's fierce really fierce I'm trying to get back into fighting shape after having a little sabbatical away Um, so a few of my favorite apps are definitely around fitness and nutrition so um, definitely highly recommend the Nike training suite Nike running app fantastic Um, and then yeah this kind of fitness is really freaking sweet should i just get on it you should definitely get on it but it's a little intense yeah ha- i have to skip some of the things because really? i'm like i can't do that many Are they they seriously? do like circuit training Even after body code you- <laughs> oh yeah i mean body code is pretty crazy but i mean i think that it's really important to have like a well-rounded week mm-hmm. so i think it's really important to like stack your day in a way where you're like building up and then coming down mm-hmm. so you're not starting the day like totally agree you know, with like a power lifting. <laughs> See, I'm a much less structured person when it comes to my fitness. I'm really just like, I'm constantly just like, I think the things that I do throughout my day, they vary so much mm, just depending depend. on how I'm feeling that day. Um, but something like that, a little bit of structure is definitely good for me. And it's something I think that I would like just to even get ideas Mm. because sometimes you run out of ideas of like what to do. Or when you need to reference proper form, because so much of what we do, if it's not done in the right way, isn't effective. Mm -hmm. So I think any place where you can get some education and just get some inspiration is really great for keeping you motivated because it's so easy to fall into a rut. Um, So highly, highly recommend those apps. Um, And then I do like a little Pinterest action for when I'm meal planning. Oh my God. Oh yes. Oh my God. I do. I, I should totally get a Pinterest because breakfast, I feel like my, my breakfast is always very like, the same it's, it's or no, no it's very different. like shareable like i'm mm. i'm all about the aesthetics i mean granted it's healthy and good but like Maybe i really try to make my food look pretty a sage it's like, humphrey's food account i would follow it seriously but like also listeners if you're out there one of my secret passions <laughs> is like making vegan food so maybe we should just have like a boston ballet eats page that would be so but fun. like anonymous oh that was the other thing that i was talking with deshaun about i think that we also need a couple of other Instagram accounts, like oh, things totally. overheard in the director's chair. Oh my gosh. Like that would be hilarious from like all over the world, people unanimously sending One in. One of my favorite Instagram accounts is like overheard LA yeah. or overheard wherever exactly. it is. And they're just the funniest things. I mean, it's like ballet moods, but we can just like go but off overheard of it. Overheard in the front of the studio or something like well, that. Yeah, because you hear the, crazy- <laughs> the craziest thing. And it's... <gasps> I mean, I feel like it's really relatable. It would be so it relatable. It's so good because yesterday when what's the craziest when, thing like someone's ever like a director or like someone's ever said to well, you? Well, I've had some a lot of negative things, but I also have heard some like really funny things as well. Okay. Um, I was pretty much dying laughing last night when um, Miko was like, "Ladies, ladies," <laughs> and they're like five years old. <laughs> Let's stand in a line. And just, I think the delivery of it and the timing was... Well, I got a correction about running yesterday. And so that... But, like, 
like not like normal pretty running about like for Spanish like running really fast and intense and it was like he stood at the edge of the stage and he was like on your mark get set <laughs> and I literally was preparing as if I was about to run a marathon <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, oh no, what is my life right now? I know. <laughs> like I was doing a um, one of my old director's choreographies, and he had just decided that the lights were not gonna be in that piece. Just not. Just they. I mean, my costume was black, mm. and there were no lights, so, so you couldn't the really night vibe. Uh, I, w- was, I was your the house. queen of the night in uh, the in the magic flute. So wow. she d- is in black and mm-hmm. she is, but um, the dance was fire and ice, but there was no lights on me. And yet I was getting notes about like being more aggressive. And my teacher comes up to me and she's like, oh, just let him speak at you. He just needs to hear himself in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Out. That's savage. Like, oh, that is. She's like, whatever you're doing, don't worry. Nobody can see it anyway. But there's so. a reason why they call it the God mic. I mean, come on. You can hear it throughout the whole. Oh. It, like beckons through the building. It's like, it's like please on your get left. on eight. On eight. On, on your the left. Tape. But like the tape. <laughs> also, if you take it out of context and like put it in a text format mm. in like maybe classical art in the background it's mm-hmm. just it's like hilarious oh, it's like, it would be so funny uh, mind the bun mind the girl <laughs> oh man craziest, craziest uh, things. delightful dancer things yes uh, okay uh since we're on the topic of a few of your favorite things what are some things non-dance related that you really look forward to or enjoy in your day or on your day off well Aw, that's a sweet question because I think those parts of your life are so special. Like, your work life is special, but then, like, outside of that, that life is just so precious. Like, my family and even just as simple as going home at the Mm. end of a day is, like, a precious moment for me to, like, just, like, plot my stuff down. And I live kind of far from the city, so it's just, it really feels like I'm separated when I go home. I love that. Um, I love talking to my boyfriend on the oh, phone. That always yes. makes me happy. Mm. Um, Hello. <laughs> Let's mix it in. <laughs> um, Let's get some inspiration for that art. I love, oh, yeah. I love just like music. I have music on all the time in my super ghetto headphones with unicorns on them. Like you know, the, my I giant know. unicorn headphones. I remember that day when your jack broke and it was like somebody raining on your parade. Mm-hmm. And I so felt you because I feel like... It's interesting. We're dancers, but we need that varied playlist to get us through the day. Yes. And I mean, I have to say my playlist is all over the board. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Do you trust your shuffle button? In what What context? In what context? Is it like global shuffle of like everything I've listened to? Or is it within a playlist? This is is an all music shuffle. Like you say Siri shuffle all music. Like do you trust yourself enough to like have a banging playlist? Um, because or is it I have be so, so much like <laughs> ballet teaching music and like weirdly recorded things from Russia. <laughs> like I feel like it would be like one amazing song that I downloaded off of SoundCloud, and then like a Russian woman speaking like too close <laughs> to piano, like being recorded. So I think that one it may be too much of a gamble, but I do have curated playlists for certain things that okay. I could hit shuffle and just like rock out to. Good, but not in all shuffle because. Nobody wants to hear Yuri's voice talking oh about gosh. his Friday night because he forgot that he hit the play record. That is, that is 
epic. Right I will there. play you that that class soundtrack. It's delightful. But when we get to <laughs> big jumps, Yuri is like talking to the pianist. <laughs> They're just having a side and conversation. And I hear it every time I need to do a jetty combination. Great, that's awesome. <laughs> My playlist is like so random because I mean. I was like raised on like rock music, so I have like a lot of weird like mm. old rock stuff, Delightful. like just all of the albums, like crazy amounts of albums. So, do you have any screaming rock? What is the what is your opinion on headbanging rock? See, I'm not a screamo type of gal, yeah. but like you didn't have a phase I, ever, not in the '90s. No, and you oh, know you what? I was in a band. Me. I was in a band for like ten years when I was growing up. It was like a kids band, obviously, yeah, but, but like still. my guitar player, I'll never forget. He like was cheating on our band with like a heavy metal band <laughs> drama, <laughs> and, drama in the OC, and they were they like, and it, I remember just being like where's the rhythm like i would listen to the music and i would try to find the rhythm and it was just like eighth <laughs> notes and you're like oh just, my gosh like what is like happening angry scream <laughs> feel like i have to exploding. say there was a moment in my life where blink 182 and some like slipknot but see blink 182 is like acceptable <laughs> or with jimmy at world like all the small things <laughs> Say it ain't so. I, I will not go. go. Turn the lights off. Carry me. Home. Home. Na, na, na. <laughs> wow. But I have to say, like, thank you to that music for like inspiring me to <laughs> dig deeper. Oh yes, yeah. um, totally. I think <laughs> that if I didn't have music, I couldn't be able to do this job. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Varied yeah. music. Varied yes. music. So we've talked about some apps. We've talked about some food. We've talked about some music. We have what some, else should we... Oh, we do we have, have some, some suggestions some from, from people. you delightful Instagram followers. P.S. Thanks so much for your uh, kind feedback. I hope more than two of you will listen. <laughs> um, but if there's only two, we're doing it for you. Yeah. Hi, guys. Uh, hello. Okay, so we had... We kind of summarized because we had to do a little editing. Yes. Because we have to, one, get on stage, two. Um, I think a lot of the questions that were asked, maybe we will touch them at a future date and a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not not listening to your requests, but we do feel like those topics need a certain setting Yeah. Um, and... to, to speak about because they're quite serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Um, so I think... There's a lot of questions about the differences between um, being in America versus being in Russia, um, injury prevention, being at Boston Ballet, and mental health. Um, I'm kind of trying to stay away from my, my um, opinions about Boston Ballet because I feel like I've been here for so little time. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Sage, you can talk more about that. Yeah, totally. um, but I do have to say the one thing that I'm so loving um, and really excited about is just the community here. Like, mm. I've made so many good friends, Aww. and I love the fact that I feel like I'm coming to a clubhouse <laughs> when I'm coming to work. It's totally what it's like. <laughs> um, I mean, I can speak on behalf of Boston Ballet and just saying, like, this is totally a family environment. I think it's more so than... A lot of places that I've seen, we all just kind of support each other. Like, obviously, there's a high level of expectation when it comes to performance. Everyone works like crazy. Yeah. I've never seen crazy like, work ethic. Like, 
work ethic like in this company where everyone every single day and I, I think it's kind of expected from you know Miko he wants us to go into every day with like how can I get better how can I be the best version of myself mm. today that's mentality. really an amazing observation I think it's really inspiring to be with a group of dancers who don't take it for granted yes yeah and totally agree everyone kind of vibes off of each other's you know work ethic you see someone working harder and it's inspiring and Mm. then it makes you work harder and it's just this nice chain reaction it also is interesting to see the different forgive my je ne sais quoi whatever the different flavors or veins that people work in yes and tempos because some people have this like crazy fire attack and other people are so um you can really see that they're very internal with their work Mm -hmm. and i think that's really interesting to just see how everyone interprets their responsibility we have so many different dancers here too Mm -hmm. like stylistically i think because our rep's so diverse like there is that cool luxury of like being able to have a company so diverse Mm. with such different types of dancers like topic that you bring up i think that that's really cool to see how inclusive and how excited almost from an artistic standpoint it is how many different backgrounds you have because like i know like i dance nothing like you you dance mm-hmm. nothing like me like i dance nothing like you know uh, d- like all, all anybody so everybody everybody's it's like all over the place so different it's, it's and cool. yeah we're all doing the same thing um we're gonna just add here uh buy your tickets for nutcracker if you're in boston this is the plug this, this is, is the this plug is the official plug we were not asked to do this but we're doing it anyway because support the arts support the arts this is our biggest uh this is the biggest way that boston ballet gets revenue throughout the year is through nutcracker so bring your families i mean nutcracker is how i started dancing because i saw mm-hmm. my cousin dance clara and i was just jealous hashtag i wanted to um (laughs) so we're gonna just say definitely come to boston fly across the country if need be oh yes but we will we will welcome you with happy faces and smiles and at the stage door with hugs (laughs) but if that's not in your budget definitely support a local nutcracker because they're happening all around the country yes and it would mean the world to that community that worked so hard to put it on to yes. have you in their audience. It's hard okay. work, guys. It is. Um, should we answer like one more before we end this out? And then yeah. go like, how about we put it up to you listeners how often you want these to happen? Because we could do it often. I feel like Joy and I could talk for like, we could just we could do it and talk forever. It actually is kind of therapeutic. It's really nice. It's I really hope you guys fun. are enjoying this as much as I am. I mean, I don't know how the audio quality is. Maybe if there's enough people who like it and will get on the Patreon train, we could eventually. I think we should always take it do to it new heights too with I, the music yes. in the background. I hope it's not too annoying, y'all. Um, so, do you want to answer something about the difference between America and Russia or injury prevention? Um, I think I'll just, I'll hit on the injury prevention. Go for it. Because I think the difference between America and Russia, we, that's like also another mm. full episode that yes. we could talk. Because I'd love to like interview you about how you grew up. Um, fun stories in there. Um, I think the most important thing with injury prevention is make sure that you're checking in. Um, because I think a lot of us think that it's okay to operate on 10%. Yes. And most injuries happen when you're exhausted and you're tired. Um, so really make a plan for cross-training mm-hmm. and then stick to it. Don't do more mm-hmm. and don't do less. 
Um, and then if you're feeling tired, take a rest day, especially yes. for heading into nutcracker season. It's a lot. If you have a performance, make sure you take it easy the next day. There's also some signs that you can look for just if you have pain with passive movement or walking and basic things. That's definitely something to pay attention oh, to. Oh, definitely. Don't push through a sharp pain. No, don't, don't mask it either because like we've all been there taking Advil trying to get yeah. through things. But okay. Well, I'm going to jump on the train of if you need to take Advil, you need to check in with somebody. Yes, yes. Because that is not good for your digestive system. Um, really... Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's better to, to actually get um, the help that you yeah. need and coaching and supervision rather than trying to mask yeah. something and then dealing with a bigger problem later. Yeah. Or at least if you want to take Advil, go check in. Say, hey, look, I'm feeling like this and let somebody know. And then know. your PT can tell you like, hey, yeah, it's just inflammation. It's just a muscle issue. Yeah. Take some Advil, you'll, you'll be, be fine. fine. Exactly, because I think if you... Are putting that MD after your own name and you didn't go to medical school, you're gonna run into problems. Yes. So I think the moral of the story is check in, check in some more, mm-hmm. find then, a friend to check in with. <laughs> exactly, and then maybe sleep a little bit more. Always, if you can, sleep, 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 sleep. I think that's gonna do it for the first episode. Twenty this, minutes. I think that's pretty solid. I think it is. We could definitely do more, um, but we aren't. And it's half an hour now. It is so a half an hour. It's I think we have to go put on our mom wigs. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, this has been Project Puma 2.0, a few of our favorite things. Thanks so much for listening. These are a few of my favorite things. When the talk bites. When the bee stings. And we'll end it right <laughs> we'll, there. Okay. We love you Good guys. Good night. Love you. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Hello. This is Project Prima 2.0, mm-hmm. the podcast. I'm here with the lovely Sage Humphreys. I'm here with Joy Womack. We are in Bill's abode, which Bill's is... Abode. <laughs> that sounds like a, a made-up place when you it say does. it all together. It's a rather lovely little quiet corner in the Boston Ballet Studios, which we're going to address right now. This podcast is a side project of Sage and I's, and yes. it is no way officially these are not official statements from the boston ballet these are our own personal opinions personal thoughts just because we wanted to do this yeah and so we're going to try to stay away from naming names Mm -hmm. but we also think that it's kind of fun to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain yeah and have more time than we would in a youtube video to discuss certain things that we think may be entertaining to you or new things that you didn't know Yes, this is a learning experience for all of us. For all of us. And on that note, Sage, I thought you had such a great idea about what's our theme today. Well, we're going to do specific themes from now on. And I think that a very appropriate theme to start off with would be class, the ballet class. Let's break down the ballet class. So, Sage, I hear that you take ballet class every morning. (laughs) So does that mean that you're in college? What is it? Well, when I say to some people, I'm going to class, that's a very confusing thing for some people because they're like, class, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You work, but you have to take class. Why do you have to go to bed earlier in order for class? We should really, I mean, but the thing is you can't call it a warm-up, quote-unquote, because it's not really a warm-up. It's not a warm-up. It's a lesson. Yes. 
It's a lesson that you have to take for the rest of your life. We are students forever and ever and ever. And you never stop being students as a professional ballet dancer. Some, in some companies, they treat you more as a professional. Some companies less so. But I think that it's important to have a student's heart. Mm -hmm. To always be trying to learn from yesterday. Learn from your mistakes. And that's the way that you're constantly... Um, improving and I think that it's kind of great that we have that because I think a lot of different people in their careers they reach a point of stagnation and you know maybe it's good to have something like that every day where you focus on the basics because then you're able to really hone your craft well why don't you talk about just kind of your daily routine just kind of preparing for class oh my god and (laughs) maybe maybe share with people like some differences like in different different places that you've been with different class structures Mm -hmm. and that's interesting I will definitely I'll take on the warm-up because that's kind of like my pet project I feel like it's ever since I decided to become a professional dancer I started to ask my myself the question what can I do to get better and I realized that it's not necessarily what you do in class it's how you prepare for class Mm. and that whole setting yourself up for success thing is so important and vital because I'll never forget I had a teacher in Bolshoi Ballet School his name is Ilya Kuznetsov you can actually go and look up his videos on YouTube he teaches an incredible live class every Saturday now and he wow, said he like films it yeah and- I do it I take it every week it's so good That's highly so cool. recommend so cool and he's not gonna do them with English subtitles so shout out to Ilya he's amazing uh He said that you are not going to learn anything in the class if you come to the bar not already sweating. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be warm and ready to show up because if you're spending half the bar warming up, you're not getting, in essence, what the bar is doing, which is building your foundation. Well, it's interesting you say that because our director, he talks about the first two combinations that you do in every ballet class are plies and tendus and if you're not ready to do plies or tendus that is also the foundation for everything else that you will do later in your day so if you miss that then you essentially skipped the most it's like not eating breakfast like if you don't if you don't get those first two combinations in and the benefits from them then you've just missed a very essential part of your day i think that what you're saying is correct, but I want to go a little bit deeper and I want to talk to you why those two combinations are so important. <clears throat> I can look at a dancer and just by the way that they do plies and tendus, see, I can tell you how they're going to do the center. Mm. And it's all about where and how your weight distributing mm. and how you're, you can see the music inside of somebody's muscles if they're working correctly and in an anatomically correct alignment Mm -hmm. and in order to get to that anatomically correct alignment you have to get rid of asymmetries that happen because Mm -hmm. of shortened muscles or tightness or fatigue so it's and most of us aren't born symmetrical so we're not Svetlana Zaharva and even (laughs) Svetlana Zaharva has to do a little stretchy stretch before class Mm -hmm. and I think that it's important to address the fact that pain is tightness in some sort. Mm-hmm. So what my first thing that I do when I come to the studios is I think it's really important to get blood flowing. So a little bit of cardio action, just to get the blood flowing to like gently wake up is so important. Mm-hmm. And then I try to really go internal and just 
tune into my body and listen to where it's telling me what is tight today. Mm. And depending on that, I have a certain process that I do. For example, if I'm super tired, I'm going to do things that are more based on my mat. Mm. If, if I feel like my hips really need to open, I'm going to focus on releasing my um, pelvic floor and releasing my lower back. If I feel that I'm just kind of all over the place, I'm going to really try to focus on collecting my core, finding that center line, inner thigh work. I'll strap on those master stretch boots and try to find my legs. Those boots are crazy looking. They're uh, amazing. They're so crazy looking. I I don't even know what they look like because they don't look like anything that exists. They're like moon boots. They are like moon boots. They're amazing. They're developed by a guy named Pino Carbone, and his whole life's mission is to explore and develop warm-up science for ballet dancers specifically and I've really had the great pleasure of working with him closely for the past six months last year and just listening to his theories and really trying them on for myself and seeing improvement where I had kind of written off the fact that you know I'll never have perfect turnout Mm -hmm. but understanding that turnout is not just this 180 degrees it's the internal rotations of the muscles Mm -hmm. and that so it doesn't have to be 180 degrees but they have to be working in a way that is going to give you that same effect Mm -hmm. and everyone's body is different like your hips might be anatomically you know they they could be anatomically perfect it's it's rare but they they could be (laughs) for most of us for like me my hips point straight forward so in that ball and socket in the joint you know Mm -hmm. I really have had to do a lot of work of figuring out where turnout comes from because turnout comes from I think turnout comes from three different places I think it comes from this inner thigh abductor area and um that ball and socket in the hips and then turnout in the calf and then turnout in the foot so I would even challenge your thoughts there. What what I, would you add? I would say that turnout actually comes from your thoracic spine and your latissimus dorsi. Taking Being it a step further. Lift, like trying to lift you up out to make space to be totally. able to access. But you got to be able to root down into the floor um, and find that connection with the heel of your foot to engage those back chain muscles. Thank you. Thank you that you said heel of the foot because sometimes there's this concept rolling around that get on the ball of the foot, get on the ball of the foot. If you put your weight in the heel of the foot, you can suddenly feel like just this energy like shooting up through your body and that is your that is where all of your center comes from i'm with you because i see the there's this i get the ball of the foot thing like i mean it's for lightness and quick quickness and certain styles and things but i think if we're talking pure placement right now then that is a hundred percent correct so i would my argument with the whole ball of the foot is let's look six months down the line after you've been training what's happening to your shins mm-hmm. what's happening to your metatarsals mm-hmm. what is the percentage of stress fractures how is your body compensating where are your f- f- muscles fatiguing mm-hmm. so you're you're not built to wear in, to bear your weight yeah all of it on your on your metatarsals all the mm-hmm. time your your foot is an incredible piece of architecture Mm -hmm. it's god is a genius when he came up with the anatomy our bodies are literal miracles they are and so i I do challenge that um and i know that there are different there are two schools of thoughts and it's really interesting to see kind of sports and dance medicine kind of really wore up on those sides well 
I did not learn this concept until my injury and until coming out of my injury and when I really had to break everything down because I can talk about class and all of the different ways of of thinking that I that I had about class up until my injury and my injury just broke all of them down because my first studio I remember class wasn't even prioritized it was all about performance Mm. it was all about I mean it was a family studio we were just performing and that was the focus was to get people on stage and that really it developed a love of dancing for me but it it didn't shape my 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 class which is where your technique is Mm -hmm. um really formed and then I had a Russian teacher who was like class is everything but my version of 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 doing what he wanted me to was just being a human optical illusion and trying to make everything look mm, perfect. Without understanding where he wanted you to come from. Exactly. So you're just trying to like put on his corrections without understanding you're why he's saying squeezing into fifth. You are, mm. you are just like 180 degree turnout. And like Ooh. we're practicing variations like that as well too because it's all about... Get into YGP. Right. Gotta make that well, scholarship happen. It's, it's like a really... It's, it's, a hard, um, it's a hard cycle to get out of because when you are like competing like that... It is very, I would say, like, two-dimensional. It's like you just want to look good from that one angle, from the front, and so you're doing all of these things to cheat so that your variation looks a certain way. And then, you know, flash, flash forward, like, four years down the line, and I have all of these all of these things that I'm trying to fix in my body and ways of doing things that I have to recreate, uh, re-recorrect. But... No, I think it should be legal, honestly. There's so many for-profit schools that don't take care of explaining the foundations to students, and I don't think that you can even start to have a professional career without understanding those foundations because when you have that, that is the key. You're able to build on that, and then you're able to have true growth, mm-hmm. which, you know, you're not going to be so set back every time you have an injury because you understand how to work right. But if you don't have that because it's not built in... It's like you have to rediscover how to dance every time you come back. I felt like a baby. Like, starting, I had to start from scratch, from even the way that I took breaths in. That's not your fault. That's what what makes me, not angry, but it, it just is a big pet peeve because all of a sudden it's oh the dancer's fault you're the one who didn't work right you're the you're the bad one or when something it, is wrong with your body like you you end up feeling weak you're like oh how could i get injured i you know i must I'm be just so doing, weak no i'm doing everything that i thought i was supposed to do but it was the teacher who didn't explain to you how to work in the correct way but i also think that a lot of teachers don't understand how to work in the correct way well there's no vetting process for that in the states in in the states here yeah in russia you have to go to school to learn you need to know who who was someone who was very influential to you in learning how you wanted to like set up your body like who do you think has taught you the most in in that aspect? Ilya Kuznetsov, for sure. Like I can talk about artist artistic uh, coaches that have been so incredible with me, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have been able to take their corrections if I didn't have that foundation. Mm-hmm. And he built built that foundation and drilled it into me. And to this day, I'm grateful for those crazy, insane classes. <laughs> but he was right mm-hmm. he was right and he explained to me 
what I needed to do with my feet. And now building on what he taught me, that started a search in me. So Mm -hmm. I started to look for different people who were talking in the same vein. And that's how I found Pino Carboni. That's how I found this um, new fit guy. That's what I think about when I work with some of my power lifters Mm -hmm. or um, it's really interesting. There's you can find people who are completely not related to ballet but take what they know about the body and implement it in the class Mm -hmm. the stronger you are physically and mentally the better you're going to be as a dancer absolutely i had um i had someone who i would consider like my biggest mentor her name's alicia head she runs a studio out of long beach um but she she was my my main kind of coach getting back from this injury and she she really just like broke down all of these walls within myself where I was looking at plies in a completely different way. If you do plies correctly, it's the best workout ever. If you stand in fifth even correctly, it's like a workout in itself. Fifth is not a noun, it's a verb. (laughs) I love that. But she, um, she also wanted to implement this like emotional, spiritual side of class as well too, which is kind of what you were talking about where like, she pointed out to me this is your this is your morning devotion this is your daily meditation this mm-hmm. is something that ballet dancers wake up every single day and do it is the first thing in your day and it sets the tone for everything Amen. so if you don't have this like very meditative mindset going into how you prepare for class how you do your warm ups and how you're you know moving throughout your class then you're really not setting yourself up well like mentally as for well performance for rehearsal i mean my the big switch for me was actually when i got into a company and started to like understand that i had a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and i wasn't in the right, right mental space i was so external hmm and the second you take that focus and that energy that you're expending on look at me I need attention Mm -hmm. and you go internal and you start getting analytical Mm -hmm. that's when you start to make progress I think some of the biggest like um I would say breakthrough moments that I've ever had with my body have been in this in the quietest moments Mm -hmm. where I'm literally just like feeling something in my hips and I'm breathing through something and I feel something just slightly shift and it's not this big dramatic thing it's just like Wow, do you, did you feel that, or did you see that, or did you see how you lengthen just a little bit more doing that, or these little tiny things? Because everyone expects, you know, ballet is so physical, it is so out there, it's so showy, but that, like, those really small inner workings of finding the deep muscles, because there's all of these big muscles we all know the names of. We know the thigh, we know the calf. You know, we, we could we could go on with the solace, with, with the, the gastric. Oh gosh. <laughs> Here she goes. I've I've started her. (laughs) But we don't we don't often try and access these super deep, deep, deep muscles that we have. And ballet is really one of the only art forms, sports, whatever you want to call it, that we are able to use every single muscle in our body. Like we if we do it right, we can find all of those deep just, crazy muscles. I'm sitting here and my expression is not because I'm in disagreement with you. I'm just in a fresh in a space of frustration that it's almost like they are sending you on a scavenger hunt to go find your body when they need to teach you that from the beginning. Well <laughs> like I've learned 
we can I'm we grateful can... that you found it, but it's also it's like I get follow it. the yellow brick road. Good luck. I get it. We'll fire like, if you don't. But <laughs> but blaming like I I can't I can't place um blame on anyone for teaching me anything, you know, whether it was incorrectly or not because from every single teacher I've ever had, I have definitely pulled something. something and there has been like a different thing that everyone has had to offer me and that makes up the whole as a dancer and I would rather not say like you know I wish they would have taught me this from the beginning because I'm glad I kind of discovered it for myself because when I discovered it for myself it was like I fell in love with ballet in a different way because I don't know. Suddenly it was like I unlocked this magic key and yeah, someone could have given it to me a long long time ago, but I I just don't like regret the concept no. of it in general because No, we learn the things that we need to learn at the right pace. I'm I'm with you in that. I'm just I'm trying to bring it back to the point of like let's help people get the information that they need so that everybody's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Well, maybe one day when we start our school, oh, we yeah. can. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, my goal is to just... Because you love teaching. I love teaching, but, I mean, my goal is to do a little something different, but I'll definitely... Hmm. I'll, I'll teach. Uh, we can talk. We can talk about that. That's in another, another, another podcast. Another podcast. But, like, getting back to our theme today, to just talk about, like, the class. It is incredible because we have such a ritual that sets us apart from bodybuilders from Mm -hmm. athletes we have this thing that we do every day and you need to be warm and ready to do it Mm -hmm. um and you need need to implement cross training to do it you can't just get warm in a ballet class especially here you have to because the variety of classes that we get Mm. the styles are so different Mm -hmm. we go from a balancing class to a vaganova class to like a whole mix of things to like Bourneville. So your body with the amount of diversity here, like you have to be prepared for everything. Your ankles have to be prepared. Otherwise they will get jammed. They will roll and die. Like your hips have to be prepared before plies because otherwise you're going to strain them. Like my poor back is so crunchy right now. And what time did you get here this morning? Uh, 10, 10. Okay. Two hours before class. 9.45. Yeah. And I was still crunchy. But, I mean, I think that I just need to do more work. Don't we all? Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, I, need to do I literally was in class today, you know, just thinking, like, I'm a work in progress. That was, like, just going through my mind just today. I was like, I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. Like, well, that's a good mantra to have. Because that's so kind to yourself. We have to give ourselves grace because every day is not going to feel great. Like... Some days are is just the class isn't gonna feel great. Some days you're gonna be, you know, crampy or bloated or sad or there's gonna be some something in your personal life that yeah. just you can't help but bring into the studio, and the way that you think about yourself is going to be. It, it it's it's so important. So, I think that's interesting because. I remember a time also when I was, like, thinking more in sentences in the class internally. And and now I'm very much in a space where I'm talking with my feet, where I'm talking with my body. And mm. it's almost like there's this, like, 
force field around me. I know this is we're about to get really weird, but I'm like there's like a shield and nobody can penetrate it and I'm very much inside of my I love body. That. And it's I'm taking the energy from the ground and up and I love nobody that. can enter it. It's my space. Yeah. And and it's really fun to then let like the Holy Spirit and like the music like mm. come through you. Yep. And Girl. as you're talking to your body, you have this like warm light energy. I know it sounds so weird, but it's like it's almost like this glowing light that you're like pulling through your body and out and in. And it's then you're ready at the end. My, uh, it's totally skipping my mind which verse it is, but it literally says your bones will vibrate with health and life and I believe like if you treat bar as almost a form of worship in a way because like our bodies are amazing creations Mm. they are gifts to us the fact that we are able to unlock it is a gift and ballet is the only art form that you're trying to get closer to the heavens like Mm. everything that we do is up everything is lifted we're on point she's trying to get closer to heaven and I feel like as sometimes and I'll I'll get super philosophical with you too but like sometimes I'm doing port-a-bras and I'm literally like like I I feel like I'm taking in a breath and I'm just like trying to breathe Mm -hmm. in what you know God has for me on this day and sometimes it's crunchy but sometimes it's quite beautiful (laughs) headspace to be in I mean I'm I'm not so like global about it I'm very much like in that moment in that in that because everything is energy and everything is vibration like you have to like make sure that you're going at the right frequency Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so it's like being in that calm still place of confidence and being very much in this present moment Mm -hmm. not rushing to the next or in the past and that's when I stopped that inner dialogue when I got into the present class is the very essence of I am here and now can I tell you what I think because I'm just so on this kick right now, but I think that breathing really brings you into the present. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just the concept of breathing is such a present thing that it's you a can do. Thing. It is such a grounding thing. Why do you think when people have panic attacks and anxiety, it's like, just breathe. Like, that's mm. the first thing we say to someone is just breathe, just breathe. Because it, it, it brings you back to your present. And, you know, if I go spiritual with it again, like, God's the breath of life. Like you stop, you take a second, you breathe, you breathe through things, and suddenly you're brought back to the present. More centered. Okay, taking us, like, we, we went to a beautiful place, beautiful spiritual place. <laughs> now, to end the podcast, we're going to talk to you guys about a few phenomenons in oh. the class. Well, class can get weird sometimes. Class can get super strange, especially if the teacher is on a kick. Um, <laughs> or cracking jokes. You there's know? a lot of chatting happening sometimes. Chatting in class. Comments. I'm sorry. I know that it's bad, but like I, it I is live so. For it. I just I love it. I love I live the for shared, a sh- like a like, a comment <laughs> that's just so perfectly placed. Or even an eyebrow. Like, did you get that combo? Mm, no. no. <laughs> just gonna follow. What was it? Nobody. Oh, there's an addition that he did not say. Okay. Oh, we'll just stay up then. All right. So or I feel like I, I like talk to myself a lot through class too. Like I'll finish a combination and be like, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what <No>. was that? <laughs> or I'm just like Oh, I often do this when this is a new thing because I didn't understand that some classes can be so anti musical. 
I will like talk oh. myself in <laughs> Russian what it is so that I'm like some somewhere in the general neighborhood of the <laughs> musicality. <laughs> and I'll be like like today when in the jeté combination I was I had to be like Glissad and one, glissad and two, and one, two, three, one, two, three. I had to like sing the melody in my head uh-huh. so that I, my muscles would like uh-huh. get the coordination of it. Um, Can I say one thing that makes me feel great about class? What? Personal style. Girl, I just love dressing up for class. Like it's like I don't oh, put a, I don't put a huge amount of time or thought into it, but I find it fun and very freeing. I wish that I was like there. I'm not quite there yet. Did you have uniforms? growing like in in class and stuff though um i did at kirov academy in ballet then we went to russia and no but we had like if we were when we we did exams yeah we did Mm. um and then we had to all wear in my first teacher's class like de-shanked point shoes on a rake to stay and that's like so hard but it makes your footwork so strong it makes your ankles and it makes your jumps like skyrocket so you treat them like flat shoes but they're really de-shanked point shoes Whoa. So you work your dummy point. And there's this whole idea also in, like, in the Bolshoi school of, like, not doing, like, an overforced three-quarter point. Hmm. And it makes your calves and your hips stronger. Because when you're, like, pushed over that that point, your ankle is... You're not able to access all of those back chain muscles. That's fascinating. So try it in a relevant... Well, you think about doing an eleve, right? Like. I love that Australian ballet does this. They do after bar in between center. They do 30, like, single leg elevates. Mm -hmm. And if you do one of those correctly, like, you shouldn't be rolling, like, pushing over the ball of your foot. Your Your weight should be on your second and third toe. Mm -hmm. That's the correct anatomical. And I'll tell you, in a plie, try it. Do a plie, lift your big toe. If you can lift your big toe and keep your arch up and then straighten your legs and imagine your back of your calves like kissing each other and feel your center line scooping up into your pelvic floor, mm-hmm. you're going to feel it like a flower opening and that's the correct, anatomically correct position for your ankle. There will be no Pinky pronation. toes. Pinky, Pinky toes. toes. Yeah. And calves kissing. Yeah. Lift up your big toe though because if your weight is so much on your big toe that you can't lift it up, you're, you're pronating. Yeah. Okay, we're getting technical. We're going to just end this podcast cuz we're almost at half an hour. Wow. Uh this because we can talk. We could do a this we could fun. do a ver- <laughs> we could do a second. Let us know. Send us a voice message if you want us to go on about this. Um weird strange phenomenons, the bar wars. Bar talk wars. about the territorial Oh my gosh. And it's a universal thing. Every company I've been to there's bar like spots. bar spots, etiquette and well, like hierarchy. I mean, for me, I like my bar spot. I just changed this year. Yeah, I was at the same spot for the last three years, and I just changed this year. It's a big deal. And it was it was a big deal for me. I was like new people, like the people that are around you too while you're taking bar, also important. Important. N- need good energy. Mm-hmm. Need like also somebody to work towards. I love to stand next to somebody that I'm like, wow, I love how they take class. Mm-hmm. I want to watch them. <laughs> I always wonder if the people behind me are thinking to themselves, like, wow, this girl really gets the combination, like, on the second side. Like, she does oh, not I'm get a, it I'm on the left first too. side, though. The right is just a little, it's, it's for the soul. Like, whoever's behind me, whenever I'm doing left side, they see me doing it well. But, like, right side, it's like, 
I'm probably screwing no. up the people behind me. Well, now that I'm in a place, a new place that wasn't my old place, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can never see what the teacher is giving. So I do have to use that right side mm. as a learning process. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh man. Whatever. It's hard, guys. Okay, like just this is a PSA. If you are going to somewhere to audition or take a class, ask the people around them if that's that person's spot. Because I would not want to be you if you accidentally stand in somebody's spot that's theirs. Because it's really sad. But there's a bear in all of us that gets, like, (laughs) really territorial. The passive aggressiveness goes to, like, a next level. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But it also is, like, a tradition and respect thing, I think. Yes. Too, because it's it's like especially, for example, when I just joined a company, my first company, I, I was still the had that like young. Me so oh yeah. Oh fine. I'll tell this story. I was gonna tell a different one, but I didn't know that this spot was a certain principal dancer's spot, and she very gently, but in a way that I'll never forget the rest of my life. She came up to me and she said, I'm going to ask you two questions. She said, what does it take to be a ballerina? And I said, like, working hard. She said, no. She says, you know what it takes? It takes a brain. And she said, are you doing something right now that shows that you have a brain? Is that a smart idea? And I realized that I was in her spot. And what she was trying to explain to me is be smart be strategic you know like don't make enemies when you don't need to and that served me the rest of my career at Kremlin Ballet I like held on to the piano for two years even while I was dancing stuff until a girl retired and I got to have a spot but space was very limited there but it it is the kind of thing of like you don't shoot yourself in the foot Mm. but also like pick your battles pick your battles um but grace and also ego it's very much of a like okay it is just a stupid bar spot yeah but there's a lot that is like based off of it because if you can't see yourself from the side all of a sudden you go back to seeing yourself from the side and you realize your placement's like screwed up yeah i get that the mirror also where you're you know looking at yourself in the mirror it definitely has a lot to do with how you set yourself up but i've I mean, I'm I'm very guilty of it. I find myself, like, always wanting to check my placement. But I find that I'm a happier version of myself when we go to the theater. Like, I'm there's always... there's no self-judgment. Because there's no self-judgment. And, and it's just pure internal feeling. And I just, I just prefer that way of taking class because I know exactly what's happening. There goes... Oh, just a we've been list- we've been uh, having little snacky snacks uh, this podcast and yes. like rehydration because we're in the middle of the day hydration station. But okay, I will like just comment on what you said because yes, like you're gonna be in a better mental space and you'll be more ready to perform. Mm-hmm. But as a training and like as a class for you, it is healthy to look at yourself in the mirror. Do you need to do it always? No, there's like pluses and minuses to all of it. And we'll, like, finish out today with kind of saying, like, (laughs) when I think of the Bar Wars, I think of Star Wars. And, like, sometimes in my head I have this idea of, like, 
I don't know, the force and, like, a lightsaber. Like, oh, people, dear gosh. people, like, fighting oh over gosh. their stupid-ass bar spot that they've oh, had for, like, ten my years. Gosh. Can you just see it, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. There's, All like, the new, the new dancer. Or the Sith. Just, like... <laughs> And then you see, like, that one principal dancer who's like, no, just don't do it today, Satan. Like, just no. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. This has been delightful. We love you guys so much. There's a lot of fun stuff going on in our socials. Yeah. Uh, we started a TikTok, Project Primus TikTok. We, I've restarted my YouTube vlog. Um, and then we also have our instas mm-hmm. which we post live stories mm-hmm. every day so there's a lot of stuff happening online we would love to hear from you and also you can go and support us on patreon yeah please tell us what you want us to talk about and yeah. things that interest you and share with your friends all right we love you guys much love thanks so much this was so fun yes this was a good one all right we're gonna call it the bar wars i think <laughs> bye no we're not <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>